Sermon 40 of Leo the Great, Bishop of Rome, translated by Charles Lett Felto. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 40 on Lent 2. 1. Progress and improvement always possible. Although, dearly beloved, as the Easter festival approaches, the very recurrence of the season points out to us the Lenten fast, yet our words also must add their exhortations, which, the Lord helping us, may be not useless to the active, nor irksome to the devout. For since the idea of these days demands the increase of all our religious performances, there is no one, I am sure, that does not feel glad at being incited to good works. For though our nature, which, so long as we are mortal, will be changeable, is advancing to the highest pursuits of virtue, yet always has the possibility of falling back, so has it always the possibility of advancing. And this is the true justness of the perfect, that they should never assume themselves to be perfect, lest, flagging in the purpose of their yet unfinished journey, they should fall into the danger of failure through giving up the desire for progress. And, therefore, because none of us, dearly beloved, is so perfect and holy as not to be able to be more perfect and more holy, let us all together, without difference of rank, without distinction of desert, with pious eagerness, pursue our race from what we have attained to what we yet aspire to, and make some needful addition to our regular devotions. For he that is not more attentive than usual to religion in these days is shown at other times to be not attentive enough. 2. Satan seeks to supply his numerous losses by fresh gains. Hence the reading of the Apostle's proclamation has sounded opportunely in our ears, saying, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. For what is more acceptable than this time? What more suitable to salvation than these days? in which war is proclaimed against vices, and progress is made in all virtues. Thou hadst indeed always to keep watch, O Christian soul, against the enemy of thy salvation, lest any spot should be exposed to the tempter's snares. But now greater wariness and keener prudence must be employed by thee when that same foe of thine rages with fiercer hatred. For now in all the world the power of his ancient sway is taken from him and the countless vessels of captivity are rescued from his grasp. The people of all nations and of all tongues are breaking away from their cruel plunderer, and now no race of men is found that does not struggle against the tyrant's laws, while through all the borders of the earth many thousands of thousands are being prepared to be reborn in Christ. And as the birth of a new creature draws near, spiritual wickedness is being driven out by those who were possessed by it. The blasphemous fury of the despoiled foe frets, therefore, and seeks new gains, because it has lost its ancient right. Unwearied and ever wakeful, he snatches at any sheep he finds straying carelessly from the sacred folds, intent on leading them over the steeps of pleasure and down the slopes of luxury into the abodes of death. And so he inflames their wrath, feeds their hatreds, wets their desires, mocks at their continence, arouses their gluttony. 3. The twofold nature of Christ shown at the temptation. 
For whom would he not dare to try, who did not keep from his treacherous attempts even on our Lord Jesus Christ? For as the story of the gospel has disclosed, when our Saviour, who was true God, that he might show himself true man also, and banish all wicked and erroneous opinions, after the fast of forty days and nights, had experienced the hunger of human weakness, the devil, rejoicing at having found in him a sign of passable and mortal nature, in order to test the power which he feared, said, If thou art the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Doubtless the Almighty could do this, and it was easy that at the Creator's command a creature of any kind should change into the form that it was commanded, just as, when he willed it in the marriage feast, he changed water into wine. But here it better agreed with his purposes of salvation that his haughty foe's cunning should be vanquished by the Lord, not in the power of his Godhead, but by the mystery of his humiliation. At length, when the devil had been put to flight and the tempter baffled in all his arts, angels came to the Lord and ministered to him, that he, being true man and true God, his manhood might be unsullied by those crafty questions, and his Godhead displayed by those holy ministrations. And so let the sons and disciples of the devil be confounded, who, being filled with the poison of vipers, deceive the simple, denying in Christ the presence of both natures, whilst they rob either his Godhead of manhood, or his manhood of Godhead, although both falsehoods are destroyed by a twofold and simultaneous proof. For by his bodily hunger his perfect manhood was shown, and by the attendant angels his perfect Godhead. 4. The fast should not end with abstinence from food, but lead to good deeds. Therefore, dearly beloved, seeing that as we are taught by our tempter's precept, man lives not in bread alone, but in every word of God, and it is right that Christian people, whatever the amount of their abstinence, should rather desire to satisfy themselves with the word of God than with bodily food. Let us, with ready devotion and eager faith, enter upon the celebration of the solemn fast, not with barren abstinence from food, which is often imposed on us by weakliness of body, or the disease of avarice, but in bountiful benevolence, that in truth we may be of those of whom the very truth speaks, Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let works of piety, therefore, be our delight, and let us be filled with those kinds of food which feed us for eternity. Let us rejoice in the replenishment of the poor, whom our bounty has satisfied. Let us delight in the clothing of those whose nakedness we have covered with needful raiment. Let our humaneness be felt by the sick in their illnesses by the weakly in their infirmities, by the exiles in their hardships, by the orphans in their destitution, and by solitary widows in their sadness, in the helping of whom there is no one that cannot carry out some amount of benevolence. For no one's income is small whose heart is big, and the measure of one's mercy and goodness does not depend on the size of one's means. Wealth of good will is never rightly lacking, even in a slender purse. Doubtless, the expenditure of the rich is greater, and that of the poor smaller, but there is no difference in the fruit of their works, where the purpose of the workers is the same. 5. And still further, it should lead to personal amendment, 
and domestic harmony. But, beloved, in this opportunity for the virtues exercise, there are also other notable crowns, to be won by no dispersing abroad of granaries, by no disbursement of money. If wantonness is repelled, if drunkenness is abandoned, and the lusts of the flesh tamed by the laws of chastity, if hatreds pass into affection, if enmities be turned into peace, if meekness extinguishes wrath, if gentleness forgives wrongs, if, in fine, the conduct of master and of slaves is so well ordered that the rule of the one is milder and the discipline of the other is more complete. It is by such observances, then, dearly beloved, that God's mercy will be gained, the charge of sin wiped out, and the adorable Easter festival devoutly kept. And this the pious emperors of the Roman world have long guarded with holy observance. For, in honor of the Lord's passion and resurrection, they bend their lofty power, and, relaxing the severity of their decrees, set many free of their prisoners, so that on the days when the world is saved by the divine mercy, their clemency, which is modeled on the heavenly goodness, may be zealously followed by us. Let Christian peoples then imitate their princes, and be incited to forbearance in their homes by these royal examples. For it is not right that private laws should be severer than public. Let faults be forgiven, let bonds be loosed, offenses wiped out, designs of vengeance fall through, that the holy festival through the divine and human grace may find all happy, all innocent, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit liveth and reigneth, God for endless ages of ages. Amen. End of Sermon 40